Dear Colgate, I love that you love that I love being at home. You even let me whiten my teeth from home. Because you know how I feel about getting up from my cloud couch. The Colgate Optic White LED Kit gives professional-level results in just 10 minutes a day for 10 days when used as directed. And that's why, Colgate, I want you to meet my parents. Because ever since meeting you, I've been living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. to the Challenge World Championships Wrap-Up Podcast for Episode 9. I am Brian Cohn. With me, as always, is my co-host, Alice Your Alley. How are you? I'm doing well. I think uh, on a week where we got one of the more confusing episodes of Vanderpump Rules, we got mm. maybe the most straightforward episode of the Challenge uh, Worlds Apart. Yeah, that's close to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty straightforward week. It's amazing how close we are. I mean, now there's six teams left. We're really getting down to it. I feel like some of these injuries have uh, moved things along quickly. Normally, like, the challenge and Survivor typically line up, like, fairly comparable to each other. And normally, like, Survivor, obviously, is so much quicker. But the fact that they're on, like, same episode structure, I'm normally thinking, oh, there's still so much more to go for this season. But it's like, we're right here. Like, one of these teams is going to win. There's not that many team options left. I think this daily was the first time where I was like, oh, whoa, that was kind of yeah. short. Like, not because I wanted to see more of the daily, but I was just like, oh, all the teams have gone? Like, right. we're getting down to it. Even when they were, like, standing up there, I was like, oh, wow, this is like, you know, they, I feel like this is the part of the show where they would bring out the smaller dining room table in the Big Brother house. It's like, oh, it's getting down to it. We're uh, getting down to only seven teams now, six teams left. And yet still, I think the editors are sympathetic that we have really no understanding of how these relationships are going to go. We're still getting like the opening yeah. scene establishing Casey's allies of yep. shocking. 
Jordan and Tori. <laughs> yep. Third straight week of the, the graphic showing that, yes, Tori is aligned with her ex-fiance and best friend, Casey. <laughs> so that we do know that. There was an interesting, they tossed Theo into the mix, which I feel like we kind of knew, but like almost by default, just because Sarah's more with Danny and like everyone insisting that all these teams are like against each other. But I've really seen much Theo strategize talk outside of like that one scene with him and fighting with Danny at the nominations a couple weeks ago. Yeah, that was fascinating because they put Theo as an ally for Tori. Yeah. I assume presumably like, and not for Casey, but I assume because he's linked to Kaz, who's Jordan's partner. So maybe he's fallen in that. Like Theo obviously has his own relationships, but like that's still a dotted line to Tori's closest ally. Mm Mm-hmm. But no Kaz uh, on the Tory. If you're gonna do that, just why not no. also put Kaz on the Thea on the Tory uh, friendship group? Yeah, very odd. I assume because this is like the first week and last, I guess, that they're trying to tell a story of Kaz has her own relationships that she is then immediately forced to betray. So, like, if they put her like squarely in the Tory alliance, which probably would have mm-hmm. been accurate, it like betrays the story they're telling this one episode. Yeah. So I, I kind of just thought, what do you make of Theo? Like, I think we're all very <laughs> excited to have him back. I think expectations were high. Ha, ha, what's your opinion of the Theo return to the challenge world? I mean, I think every scene he has has been entertained. Like, from an mm-hmm. entertainment perspective, his confessionals are funny. The little bits with him and Kaz versus like his confessionals about it when he's getting up in arms at Danny and Tori, like in the mm-hmm. middle of the of the discussion, all, all entertaining, like happy to have him on the screen. I don't know that we like have a real read on what like right. a real Theo return to challenge proper would look like relationship wise. And I guess they've been sort of a middle in the pack performing team athletic wise. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's kind of been the theme for Sarah last season too. She didn't really win much in Daly's, even though I was just going to win, but yeah, it's kind of a similar track here. And yeah, I feel like the fact that we haven't allowed or haven't been shown Theo in power, calling shots, like I, I would have loved to see the Sarah Theo winning episode and seeing what that would play out and seeing how they were, how their dynamic would go if they had to pick a team to go in. Cause yeah, I feel like Theo's, I feel like left wanting more with him, which I guess is a good place to be for a reality TV character that I would want to see him again. But I, for having not seen him for a few years and such anticipate anticipation of having him back, it feels almost a little bit of a letdown that they're not force feeding him more. Yeah. It's a really interesting question. I feel like I have two theories and I don't, and it could be one, two or neither. I don't know, but let me toss some theories out. Mm. One theory is we're really seeing the whole story as told through the lens of Danny and Tori's strain. Right. And like every storyline spills from that. And, you know, like they could tell a similar story of if it was from Sarah and Theo's perspective, but this is more interesting or stressful or unique or whatever. Like, it, like when we look at the season, like every episode, I think goes back to Danny and Tori's yep. friction. The other theory is, and maybe it's all the same is, you know, Theo gets pissed at Danny for not being able to like come to a decision or really Danny and Tori for like not being able to like really say a vote and like say a name. Maybe Danny is just unwilling. I mean, sorry, Theo is unwilling to 
take the same stand and be the same team. Even if mm-hmm. he would want prefer to work with Jordan or he would prefer to like take a harsher stance against Sarah, he is like unwilling to be deadlocked with her and Sarah is not movable. Right. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe maybe give like the editor some credit of not creating fake storylines or fake character arcs and just telling if, the, if this season really is shaped or all the decisions are shaped around the Danny and Tori dynamic and people are jockeying for position around that. Then yeah, tell that story. I guess don't create a narrative for Theo that not might necessarily even be there. So I guess credit for them for trying seemingly to stay true to what is happening out there. Um, no, no, it's a good, it's a good point. Inter- I'm, I am interested. I'll say this. I'm, I'm, I remain bought in to like Theo's continuation in the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think he's adding, and, and you're not saying this, but he's not adding like nothing where I wouldn't want to see him back another season. Yeah. And it's also like, it was always an interesting spot for him to come back on because this show theoretically is geared for, you know, the people that might've been drawn to watching like the Argentinian UK Australian people that really probably wouldn't really, I guess the UK people might know Theo, but like if they're coming from more outside, they don't really connect with Theo or like the survivor, big brother people, CBS, if they're coming over, they don't really know Theo. So I was like the return for Theo on like the MTV scale. I, I'm sure it's like a similar audience, but like that's, like that's more the people that are invested in him, not like seeing, you know, Kiki and Kaz and some of these other people that have been brought onto this show for this season. I'm going to be honest with you. I really still nine episodes in don't know who this is for. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's for no one in Israel. Yeah. Like I don't, I don't know. Who yeah. This is made it's, for. The, it's the crown, the, the world champion to Ali, obviously, because this is the first season ever. They're having people from more than one country. So it's a world championship. <laughs> obviously um i refuse to get that right but one thing i think this episode does really get right is like we finally have sort of the beginning of maybe the reconciliation maybe getting on the same page between danny and tori Mm -hmm. and like we really see both of them lay their cards out on the table prior to being in the nomination ceremony segment of it so like danny's little troops are sarah emily and yes tori as we said her troops are theo jordan tori Nope. Theo Jordan and Casey. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the only thing is like, I still feel like neither of them again made the case that would be convincing to the other. Like neither of them is saying my allies are like Danny has lost me because I don't think it's better to run a final against Sarah and Theo and yes. And Emily necessarily you know like probably that's the better final to run against because jordan's not in it and casey's not in it but it's marginal like they're still really strong people that he's aligned himself with so the defense i've been building for danny of like he wants to get the big threats out is kind of falling apart and frankly tori is not making her case of like my one and two casey and jordan legitimately will not vote us in Yes, and Emily would say Danny and Tori's name tomorrow. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's true. They're both like baking half points to each other. And that's probably why they have been able to come to a good uh, agreement because each of them were seeing the flaws in the other one's argument because now their argument is that strong. And then they're each just digging their heels into their own argument. So, that, you know, they haven't really, neither one of them is convinced either way because neither one is really right either way. I get why Sarah is standing strong because. Sarah and Theo don't really have like the strong legend allies that Tori does. Mm -hmm. 
But I really am very, very convinced now, officially, episode nine, that Danny is absolutely not playing correctly for his best interest in the game and is basically being motivated by either manipulated by Sarah or motivated by ego because he doesn't want to be told what to do. But I think at this point, he needs to go with Jordan and Casey, who will legitimately bring them to the end. And that is should be right. 100% the focus now. It's, it's kind of Tori's point all along. It's like, why did you pick me? Like, you had the choice. I think it was Tori was the sec, their second female pick, their third. Like, he could have picked a few other people if he wanted to, Danny. And like he he had to have known a little bit of Tori's connections with people and what some of the decisions were going to be. If he didn't want to run against Jordan, picking Tori is going to make that very challenging to go to split up against. So he probably just shouldn't have picked Tori. Well, that, if I'm Kiki, if if I dare put myself in the legend Kiki mm-hmm. shoes, Danny's wife, not Kiki on the right. show. Um, you know, I think we talked about this earlier on is like, if I'm watching the show at home, I'm like, Tori is strong. She's a great social player. She's strategic. She's a great teammate. Even if you haven't seen last season and she's well connected, pick her if you can work with her, if you can. Right. Like, and then I could see Danny being like, okay, great. And then being like, wait, she's, who is she connected to? The strongest person in the house. But like, again, he's not making that argument. Like, neither of them are making the argument where I would be sympathetic to their side. They're just kind of speaking emotionally. And that's frustrating to me as yeah. a master strategist behind my microphone. Yeah. I have a microphone. I'm using my AirPods. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I mean, look, if you, if you work with Tori, this is what Tori's game is. Like she sticks to these people and you have to be willing to stick with these people ride or die to the end. And if you weren't willing to do that, then yeah, that's buyer's remorse for, for Danny. Um. Do you, well. I guess we'll get planned later. Tr- so Tristan and Cass have this matchup conversation for the first time. I mean, mm-hmm. presumably this can't be really the first time they've spoken. Um, they make a very very loose like unspoken promise. At this point, we all have to know that it's going to mean one of them is putting in yep. at the end of this episode. <laughs> yeah, it was pencil. Then okay, how is this going to play out? Either like someone's going to lose, someone's going to win. It's going to be forced to pick between. Yeah, this was. Uh, the, the key scene of the first half that that I was going to determine the, the back half of this episode. Uh, Zane writes to us and says, do any of the MVPs have any power? They keep getting strong armed by their legend. Really just Jordan. Kaz seemingly gets no say in anything. Uh, is that your read of the Jordan Kaz dynamic? Well, definitely this week, because I feel like if Jordan was with someone like Sarah or something like that, that would have stood up to him a little bit more. I feel like we would have had a deadlock type situation because there was a strong argument Kaz could have pushed for to not go along with Jordan's planet and try to like double cross Danny and Sarah, Danny and uh, Tori here. And that honestly could have made a lot of sense, like for trying to win the show, not just for a personal relationship. So if he had a different partner, I think this could have been a very interesting uh, final decision at elimination. Hmm. I I was thinking like, okay, if we have Jordan and Kaz, like I can not only understand why Jordan would never put Tori in, but I could understand why Kaz wouldn't even try to make the case, especially. So I was like, let me walk it back. Like at what point could Kaz have done intervention on the plan to avoid the plan being her sending Tristan and Kellyanne? In? Could she have lobbied to take the shot at Emily and yes first? But I think... Danny and Sarah would have never agreed to that. Could she have lobbied that 
the the um pawn vote be Sarah and Theo and then try to get Jordan to put Sarah and Theo in, but then she's in the same position as Jordan, where Theo's her number one. And so like I do think like it's not necessarily like Jordan calls all the shots, but just like Tristan is neither of their number ones. She he's not Cass's number one and he's not Jordan's number one and they can't save everyone. Yeah, I, I don't think I would even say it's fair that like all the MVPs are just bowing down to the to the legends. I feel like for the most part, it has been pretty equalish partnerships. And if anything, the legends have you know gone with a lot of the MVPs' relationships, right? Like all the countries are trying to stick together, um, and a lot of that was because of who the MVPs were, not necessarily who the legends were. So I, I don't think it's very fair to say like all the MVPs are just like bowing down to what the legends really want. I think a lot of them are pretty even partnerships like emily and yes i don't think emily is bowing down to what yes wants to do i think that's a pretty even partnership and if anything maybe yes is going more towards the emily route and i think next week is really gonna tell because it's sort of like i think the fact that jordan and tori had to barter with danny and sarah this week shows that it's not just like a legend walk to the final which we've seen many 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 times like if anything mm-hmm. i'm pleasantly surprised how much sort of the resistance has been able to make moves this season yeah um so Darrell even like go nuts like Darrell was calling the shots he's usually more like the the resident person to do that he went along with uh I think what Kiki wanted to do so yeah I I don't think that's fair but next week I think it will really say a lot of if Mm -hmm. like survivor's gonna survivor and Mm -hmm. go back on the like one week deal they made which they didn't really seem to make I feel like Jordan kind of put it on the table like uh, Jordan and Tori, whoever came up with it, like, we'll get Kellyanne and Tristan out, but next week you have to get Yes and Emily out. And they're like, okay, we'll vote for Kellyanne and Tristan. Like, I don't right. even feel like they got the ink dry on that big deal. Yeah, they're breaking out the contract. I don't know. I feel like the, uh, the lawyers would be all over the fine print of that one. That uh, I think there's a lot of ways to poke holes in that contract. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power. Loyalty and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. I guess we have to talk about the challenge first, but I'm really most interested to get your thought on like where everybody else goes from here now that Kellyanne and Tristan are gone. But let's first talk about the daily before we get your thoughts on that. And our listeners have a ton of thoughts because spoiler alert, you guys did not enjoy this challenge. Zach says, was it just me or did this challenge not do anything for me? But then also including the slow-mos made it cringe. And then adding the Transformers aspect made it almost unwatchable. Mm-hmm. Logan says this daily was very whelming. They went full semi-trucks. <laughs> and for them to do what? What would you change about the task each partner had to do? I mean, I'd probably change everything. Because this was <laughs> this was like if you look up uh, for like substance over form or form over substance, whatever the, the correct yep. phrase would be, it would be this. This was, I understand you get a great, you know, in the marketing budget, you got a promotion, you got to integrate a, a challenge into the movie and do the, do the whole thing. And that makes a lot of sense and go for it. But they've done so many other cool truck things of jumping in between moving trucks and doing different things. I don't know why they added the push a button and just start driving part of a challenge where thankfully, <laughs> thankfully no one got really hurt. Cause it sure <laughs> seemed like Emily was going to like, break her shoulder tori could have like smashed her face like thank god like this didn't end disastrous and we're just complaining that it was like boring and stupid and the entire each daily took like 15 seconds but thank god we're not talking about another team getting hurt or multiple teams getting hurt yeah when that happened i'll be honest i was yelling at akiva in the dm so i had to go back when i saw her car flipped over i was like wait what just happened here (laughs) i thought Um, you were yelling to him like why did you do something about this daily i thought you were playing big hit about the daily no, no, no. I was yelling at, at him over um, a mailbag issue on Renap. So um, what worked for me about this challenge was the first time one of the drivers broke through the wall of the truck. That was cool. But otherwise, pretty much whenever I see a semi truck now, especially, God forbid, two semi trucks on the challenge, I'm not going to enjoy the challenge. Like I'm just like mm-hmm. I'm automatically uh, conditioned to be like, OK, tune out. This is going to be boring as hell because. It's probably, frankly, just too dangerous to have anyone do anything really worthwhile with two giant semi-trucks racing around. So they have to do things that are not worth watching. Yeah, if you're going to do this, I would rather just say this like this type of motion for the beginning of the final and just make like that first entrance to a final just like super over the top and dramatic and like have this like start the final basically. And then like it means nothing and it takes no time, but you got your cool... Uh, promotion for the movie and give away free tickets whatever but like to do it as an entire daily was just such a waste especially like again we're getting down to it there's only a, a few more of these left this was a very crucial uh daily it really swung a lot of the balance of power here and to have someone i'm sure the difference between winning and losing was like 
six seconds total. Like that's just that's just bad. That's just bad. I did like from an entertainment perspective, Tori being like, "I'm a New Jersey driver," and then it wipes out. Nowhere. Respect. Right. Accurate. Um, That's the like Emily being like, my 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 mom's never gonna let me come back on the show after seeing me do this. Yeah, I I can feel that. That was cute. Um, but yeah, so Sarah and Theo and Cass and Jordan, it comes down to them. And that's when I was like, okay, so Jordan and Cass win. Otherwise we wouldn't have seen yeah. the, the Tristan scene. And then sadly the losers are Kiki and Darrell, um, which I was immediately upset about, but mm-hmm. we got a great confessional about the meaning of turning pear shaped in Australian slang. Yeah. I think I, I think I got, I think I can get that meaning like right away. Like, yeah, like pear is like, you just turn upside down. It turns like a weird shape. It's like a, you know, it's perfectly round, and then boom, it's it's a mess. Pear shape. Well, if you can understand the expression, Ryan, anyone <laughs> could do it. But I like Darrell's interpretation of I like pear shape. It means you got ass. Uh, Alex says, are Darrell and Kiki one of the most purely likable teams of all time? Additionally, is Darrell the funniest cursor of all time? Yeah, Darrell's Darrell cursing feels very natural. It almost really has to like cut himself down when he does regular challenge. Like, so this feels more for natural for him. And they've been a very fun, very fun pair. Like Kiki's got like, like the high energy and Darrell's almost like that straight man of uh, uh, comedic duo to her. They play, they play off each other very well. Yeah. Even in the chat and like in the elimination, like he, at least in the confessionals is just so likable and like, Mm -hmm. you know, I know you were getting mad at me because I was getting mad at you. Like he's just upfront. He really respects Kiki, which I think is awesome uh, to watch and not always the case in the challenge. <laughs> Certainly going back to the olden days. Mm-hmm. Um, Can so I put on my really tinfoil gr- hat? I want to put oh, on the tinfoil hat. Oh my God, please. It's been a long time. That thing has rust now. I, I would assume it's probably going to be shot down very quickly because I would assume these, these confessionals are filmed more in the moment, right? Like during the season. Cause my tinfoil hat theory is if some of these are filmed after and they are very nice and bubbly and warm to each other, is it because they go on to win and they have a great rapport because they just won the show and they can have fun confessionals with each other? I feel like these are recorded every day, like because of Amber and Troy. And mm. But who am I to say? I don't think they wait until the end, but I don't know. Okay. Well, that's why it's the tinfoil hat theory. So there you go. I don't know how firm hat theory. Well, here's a question to add to your tempo hat is like, what is like Kiki and Darrell are in the elimination and I'm rooting for them. Spoiler alert. But also like, what's their plan? Like if Darrell and Kiki are getting to the final, what do the next like two, three weeks look like for them? Because I feel like they're at risk of getting voted in every time. Yeah, they're kind of floating without a a boat right now. Yeah, I don't know where what group they really fallen. I mean, obviously they're not really with Australia anymore. So Emily and Yes are gonna be gunning for them and vice versa. I don't think the Rowls with any of the legends at this point. Like I don't know who his go-to legend pairing is. Yeah, I think they just need to hope that like some of these different groups take shots at each other and they just don't lose. They can try to just like maybe be be like the second option to be voted in and they just won't be the team that's voted in. And Darrell and Kiki put in Ben and Casey, which I don't think Casey is going to be really quick to forget. And that was, I think, an attempt to work with like the majority at the time mm-hmm. because Ben and Casey had flipped, but his, his luck kind of got screwed that Amber, who would be a close ally of his, gets eliminated or leaves. And then 
Casey gets upgraded her partner and now you've betrayed Casey when you really were pissed at, pissed at Ben. But now Casey's there to carry the grudge. So yep. and she's more well connected with the legends. I think they're in trouble. I would love if Darrell and Kiki are the winner of the season. I just don't really see the path forward for them. Yeah. No, I, I think their path forward is ideally for them to try to win a couple of weeks just to keep them safe. But yeah, I, I can see them being thrown into one of these final few eliminations for sure. Now, I, I we have to stand a confident queen. When Kellyanne pitched Yes and Emily on voting in Sarah and Theo, I almost fell over. <laughs> does she just not know what's going on in the game? Or does she just think, like, this is better for you, so you would do it? I think the latter. I think I'll, I'll give Kellyanne credit that she knows what's going on and knows people's relationships. And I think she thinks, like, yeah, this makes sense for you. So you should just do it and just go like go after your friend. Like, yeah, I think you should like you should just go along with my plan. And look, you know what? Take you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? So go for it. If you're already going in and there's no hope, you might as well throw things against the wall. And maybe you cause, you know, someone to like doesn't tell their partner that, you know, you're making this pitch and then it gets back to them and then it causes a fight and people are screaming and they go out and they have a fight and things change and you don't go about it. In. Like you might as well try it. It, it can't hurt. And then she's like, all right, all right, all right. Now that I've already put it on Sarah, you don't want Sarah. Well, what about Tori and Casey? And it's just like, I can sympathize with Tristan getting pissed here because like, it's undoubtedly the wrong play. Like, I agree with you, take shots, but those shots should be, and from an entertainment perspective, don't change the thing, Kellyanne. Right. 10 out of 10, 11 out of 10. We love you. Keep keep going. But like, from Tristan's perspective, it's like, all right, if you want to go to Sarah or you want to go to Yes and Emily, be like, we want to work with you tell us what to do. We'll execute. Like you are in the zero position. You don't right. get to be calling the shot. <laughs> That's what makes Kelly at great though. Yeah. Back against oh, the wall. She's coming out. Swinging, th- throwing haymakers. Trying to throw Give Casey against story. Yeah. I'm writing never change. <laughs> See, have a good summer. <laughs> um, but speaking of Emily and yes, like, all right. So the, the powers that be come together and make this, what I can only assume is a fake agreement. We're going to target Kellyanne and Tristan tonight, which frankly is not a concession for Jordan, Casey, and Tori. So, like, fake offer. Right. But on the condition that the resistance will be willing to cut Yes and Emily next week. Here's my question. Is, like, mm-hmm. when Emily and Yes vote out they voted for Kellyanne and they voted with the majority, right? They voted in Kellyanne and Tristan. Emily and yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So what is their plan? Do they just think that Sarah and Theo will be able to pull Danny and Tori? Like what is Emily and yes's plan for next week? I, I'm, I'm not sure. And the problem with all of these plans is. Like so many people, like they, they're not, I feel like no one's factoring in, like two teams don't vote and you're only going to be at six. So there's only going to be four teams voting. So like, there's a very good chance, honestly, that it's going to be a two, two situation because one team's going to win, one team's going to lose. And also if you're making a guarantee, like you want Emily and yes in, like I feel like I'm Jordan and Kaz, I don't necessarily want that because what if I lose? I don't want to have to go against Emily and yes. So I think there's a lot of weird factors in everyone's decision making with this plan that it's only going to end disastrous next week. Yeah. They, they, I mean, they must be assuming that like, yeah, I don't know what they're assuming. Honestly, it's like, 
But that's why I think getting rid of Kellyanne and Tristan was a mistake for West. Yes, and Emily. Even though I think Emily just doesn't like Kellyanne, and fair enough. Like mm-hmm. Kellyanne and Tristan were one of the last like flexible pairs in the house. And I think Emily and Yes need flexible pairs. They need Darrell and Kiki, not that Kiki trusts her. They need to foster that relationship, which maybe is already broken. Like, I don't know if they think they'll have allegiance from Troy and Casey. I feel like they will not. So I don't know. I feel like they're drawing dead. Maybe they're just relying on their ability to win. Unless they felt like maybe Kellyanne really isn't that like a number that we can mold and manipulate because she's just going to, for better or worse, do what she thinks is the best for her, no matter what. And if that doesn't mean working with us, then she's not really a number for us. She could be a number for someone else. So we might as well just toss her to the wolves. And it, But it goes to Kellyanne's plan actually being beneficial really to yes. And Emily also, because again, like Tori and Casey are gunning for yes. And Emily. So their votes absolutely should have been part of this plan. Like technically, Sarah and Theo, if they could have swung Theo, yes and Emily, Kellyanne and Tristan should have voted for Tori and Danny and Casey and Troy. Because I don't know what they do next week. It's really the point. It's like, I just don't, I, I just feel like everyone, to your point, maybe everyone is screwed next week and it's going to be a total crapshoot. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I think everyone is thinking that Sarah I think the key thing is like everyone is just going to be depending on Sarah and like that she's not going to vote in Emily and it's going to be just chaos from there unless we get unlucky and Emily and yes win or lose and it kind of goes uh, to nothingness and then although really from there I don't know who else is on the chopping block from there but yeah I think it, it could be a total mess next week I mean I think Kiki and Darrell are like Kiki the Darrell, easy yeah. house vote to just yeah. survive right right um but all right, so like as expected, t- t- uh, Tori and Danny go up as a pawn, which is annoying, but whatever. And uh, Darrell and Kiki are going to end up facing Tristan and uh, Kellyanne in what ends up being one of the closest eliminations this season. Yeah, and a pretty creative one. I feel like they haven't done this type of one uh, in a in a in a little bit called Hands Off, where basically using jo- two giant chopsticks to transport. I think it's nine or ten puzzle pieces across some obstacles um, and do a tangerine puzzle to uh, finish it off. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was like giving Big Brother meets Survivor meets the challenge. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. the big chopsticks felt like a Big Brother thing, but it yep. also felt really genuinely difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think, you know, it's the type of thing where there's a clear system to get used to it. Um, I think the obstacles were like another good addition, just not making it like just carrying things. Like it was cool to see them go up and down. And you know, um, if you drop it, you have to go all the way back and reset. So yeah, I think this was a this was a perfectly good elimination to counteract the bad daily. Good to have this to at least uh, finish it off. I did think at first that they were gonna have to reassemble the cube puzzle. Like I didn't realize it was a tangerine. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, are Kelly and Tristan gonna have a chance because they can like work a system where they like put the pieces down on the other side exactly as they took them and like just reassemble it. Um, so when that wasn't the case, I was like, and no disrespect to Kelly and Tristan, but we've seen them both time out on puzzles. I was just like, right. no amount of lead that they had the entire elimination ever made me think they were going to win this. Yeah, absolutely. And this was a fun one where um, you could get help from 
the crowd of like people yelling out like different techniques and things to do while transferring the puzzles, but you still have to like execute it yourself. And I think that's probably like the best balance for a challenge elimination where you can have some of your friends try to help you, but not like over the top where it's like put A to B and that's all you need to do. So you can try to get help with tech technique, but you still have to execute it. And I think that's, I, I like that component to it. Yeah, I agree. I like this, this elimination for sure. Here's a question. We get a confessional of Tori and Danny being like, well, Tori, I'm rooting for Kelly and Tristan. Danny's rooting for Jarrell and Kiki. Like, I guess we're covered either way. Why is Danny rooting for Jarrell and Kiki? Is that because he showed loyalty with putting in Ben and Casey? Is it just like, just the, the opposite? Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah. Think like, I don't very think confusing. Right. Yeah. I don't know. There's been no indication that him and Jarrell and or Kiki or close at all yeah I don't, it, it's very odd um why well, yeah unless you just to purposely do the opposite do you think there's anything to that genuinely like if your no. partnership <laughs> is rooting for different teams like I don't, yeah i don't think but anything i think again it more points to like they're just so unreliable as an alliance member like who even like why should we keep carrying frankly i don't even really understand why jordan and tori were rooting for tristan and um and Kellyanne, like Kellyanne's mm-hmm. gunning for them. Like, I don't yeah. like she's not working with them. I think, like, I guess it was better than rooting for no one. Like, it really, I think a lot of people ended up saying, like, it doesn't matter who wins. Maybe Danny thinks there's a relationship still between Kiki and Emily, is Australia. And Kate, right. Like, I don't know. It's not too often you see like the winning team that just voted the team in root for that team. That's that's a rarity. I like Kaz calling it out. Like, she doesn't. She didn't like Jordan being fake. She didn't like that. I like her uh, at least standing up to him there. Yeah, maybe it's I'm voting for Kelly and Tristan so I can continue to have an easy person to throw in. We get right. through each. Right. I'd rather Jarrell and Kiki go out because I feel closer to Jarrell. Like, I, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It will be interesting next week. This was really a setup. This was like a little appetizer to what hopefully will be the meal next week. Definitely. I, f- I feel like uh, Tristan got quite the send though from TJ. I thought TJ was going to forget to say goodbye to Kellyanne. He just was like glowing over Tristan on the way out the door. This is why our MVPs are all winners. I mean, Tristan is, as was highlighted by a listener last week, he, he, Tristan's now the first winner of any of the other seasons to go out. Mm-hmm. More wins than Kellyanne has. Does that mean? Drag her. Yeah. She is a legend. Uh, I mean, TJ did confirm. She did. Oh, yeah, TJ did. Confirm status. Stamp on it. Legend. Did you see Will Sochmeet? Do you see Jemmy is clamoring to go on uh, Challenge? I did. Yeah, she's looking to toss some opinions out there. Do we ever talk about that? She was supposed to be on our podcast. I like went to our messages. The last thing I said was like, I'm so sorry. I have to change something for work. Can you do like Tuesday or something? She was like, yeah. And then I forget what happened. We just never did it. She just like ghost us or did we not follow up? I mean... (laughs) I feel like I feel like I recall someone following up, but my mm. you should check your messages, but I might have to own that it's on me if if you weren't involved because the last thing I said to her was February thirteenth, happy Valentine's Day, twenty eighteen. I apologize for rescheduling, but could you do Thursday after five thirty a week from tomorrow instead of Wednesday? I just said something come up for grad school. God, so I was still in law school. And she said, Of course, smiley face. And I said, Thank you so much in all caps. And I never say anything to her ever again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
No, yeah. So I, my only DM with her. So I DM'd with her in 2018, February 2018. I said, "Are you still free now?" She's like, "Give me a few minutes," and then she just like never responded. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so it wasn't. And then me. 20 minutes later, I said, "Let's reschedule," and then she didn't respond. Oh, geez. And then oh, the, and then I just see a tweet from 2020 where during oh man. During the peak of sequester, I was like, oh, let's do let's do a challenge sequester game. Oh man, I was You wrote times. to Jemmy about doing a sequester game? Yeah, about trying to get all the challenges to do one. Oh my god. I mean it's was, a good idea, but it's it so was. embarrassing for you. It's so embarrassing. But you know what? It was April 2020. I'm giving myself a world pass for there was some weird stuff going on in the world. So <laughs> So did she respond? No, she did not. Mm, so now we're in a tough spot <laughs> because I feel like you can't follow up on that. No, I can't. And if I follow up, it looks like I ghosted her. I don't love that. Um, but you know what? I look forward to listening to whatever podcast she goes on. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> it's okay. I'm surprised she's, she's I swear- not on the official podcast. Like, yeah, I feel like Jimmy would be a great guest for the. Although, I guess, are they really only having like the eliminated people? I don't know. I haven't been keeping up with the, the official one. Yeah, no. All right. Let's not belabor this. We could leave. All right, let's leave. That's it. Episode <laughs> nine. You can uh, follow me. You can subscribe to this at robberswebsite.com slash challenge feed. You can follow me on Twitter at Cohen Brian underscore. Also follow me on TikTok. At the same thing. Um, and you? Remember when it wasn't the same? I know that was dark. That was really healing that we did that. (laughs) I agree. Um, You can follow me at last tweets. You can check out new girl old guy. Uh, We did the season for finale. We're going to be talking about accepted that will drop next week. Uh, So look forward to that. Anchor.fm slash new girl old guy. And it's a little stale now, but we talked a lot about projections for the rest of the season. So if Mm -hmm. you're interested, you can check out robinsonwebsite.com. Feedback show Google Ali Lasher RJP. We talked about all about Survivor. That was a lot of fun. Um, although, as previously mentioned, I can no longer endorse listening to the mailbag portion of the great Renap episode that Rourke was on. Story for another day. Uh, and that's it. And um, Brian received his merch. I did incredible sweater. Got rave reviews um, by many people. It's it incredibly comfortable too. Yeah, you could so. check out you could check out images on Twitter. We don't we won't even tell you what it is. Although mm-hmm. we need to take a picture of the back. Uh, wow. at, I think bro Broen at Broen underscore <laughs> at Brett Cohen Brian underscore. <laughs> I tweeted one. I tweeted one out last week. So uh, yeah. Okay, look right. at mine instead. It's a much better picture <laughs> of me. That's only going to drive more people to look at mine. <laughs> Damn it. Fair point. All right, we'll be back next week for episode ten. Until then, have a good one.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.